Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. The first reading is from the first chapter of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is only God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. And the next reading is from the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Everyone who then hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. Great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The Gospel of our Lord. 
Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to start by saying thank you for being here for worship today. Thank you for joining online if you're with us that way or watching later. It's good to be here with you today. We talked last week, I know some of you were over at Living Hope for our joint service. We talked last week about what it means to live among God's faithful people and how important it is for us all to be on this journey of faith together. So thank you for being part of this community and for being on this journey with us. Thank you for coming to worship. Thank you for sharing your gifts and your time and your talents part of this congregation, this family of faith. If you weren't with us last week at Living Hope, if that didn't work for you, the first week of this Practicing Faith series, I want to remind you that you can go back and you can watch that week, watch the whole service on our website, or you can listen to just the sermon um, in podcast form. During these five weeks, we're exploring the baptismal covenant and these promises of faith that we affirm as we practice our faith in community and we grow as Jesus followers, we grow as disciples. And it starts with living among God's faithful people, community, gathering together as we are right now. Then the second promise, the one we're looking at this morning, starts answering the question of what do we do as a community? What do we do when we gather? And then the next few weeks we'll talk about what do we do as we're sent out, as we leave this room and we leave this time of worship? What do we do out in the world? Each week when we meet together, we gather to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper. The definition of a Christian community, the way that you know that you have a church rather than a social club or a service organization or something else, all good things, but the way that you know that you have a church, according to the Augsburg Confession, is the church is the assembly of saints, the people of God gathered together, in which the gospel is taught purely and the sacraments are administered rightly. So to have a church in the Lutheran understanding, we need to proclaim the gospel. We need to hear the good news of God's grace as found in scripture and revealed in Jesus Christ, God's living word. And we need to administer the sacraments. We need to baptize and share in communion. Hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper. This is what we do each week as we gather again and again and again as church, as community, as God's people. So as we look at that this morning, we'll start with the second part, which is pretty straightforward sounding. Share in the Lord's Supper. Basically, receive Holy Communion. And not to be legalistic about it, but in our church constitution, did you know, it is actually the duty of members of the congregation to receive Holy Communion regularly. That's part of what we do as members. It's part of how we define being a member of the church. We're a sacramental church. In writing to the church in Corinth 2,000 years ago, Paul says, I received from the Lord what I, first, what I also handed on to you. We didn't just make this up. This comes from Jesus. This is passed down through the centuries by the church. And Paul shares the words of institution that we'll hear a little bit later. The story of that last supper when Jesus instituted communion, when Jesus said, do this. And we don't need to understand all the details or exactly how it works that this is Christ's body and blood. But Jesus promises when we receive this little piece of bread, this little sip of wine or grape juice, somehow 
He is going to be present. He's going to show up. This is Jesus' body and blood given and shed for you. Pastor John Herman writes, The Lord's Supper is the visible word in which God feeds us with the presence of Jesus Christ. The meal draws us into a communion with God and a communion with each other and with the whole world. The Holy Spirit gathers and forms us into the body of Christ around God's gifts of grace, the word of God and the Lord's Supper. And in the body of Christ, we are all connected to the larger community of faith. And we are reminded who we are and whose we are. We become the body of Christ as we receive the bread and the wine. The transforming work of the Holy Spirit empowers us to become broken bread and poured out wine for the life of the world. So the promise is simple. Share in the Lord's Supper. But what happens as we do that, what the Holy Spirit does through that is profound. Martin Luther called the celebration of the Lord's Supper the second high point of worship, right up there with reading Scripture and hearing God's words directly. God speaking the gospel to us through bread and wine, a foretaste of the feast to come in heaven. Communion is a meal for us, for all, food for faith, food for our soul. In this meal, our forgiveness is proclaimed and we taste the word of life. We are fed for the journey of faith. We are given this tangible, physical sign of God's grace, of God's love for you. And I won't go into it now, but Paul writes this passage about Jesus' words of institution as instructions for that church in Corinth because at the time they were failing to make communion a community celebration. They were dividing into different factions, some people feasting on lots of food while other people were basically going hungry. Some people in communion were even getting drunk. Paul told them they were missing the point. Communion is meant to form community, to bond us with Christ and with each other. Everyone is invited to come and to be fed with grace. We're all equal at God's table. All are welcomed to receive the forgiveness and the promise of God's presence. Come to the table. That is the more straightforward, tangible part. Share in the Lord's Supper. The first part of this promise, the call to hear the word of God, I think is actually a little bit more, I don't know if inter- I wrote interesting, a little more complex maybe, because we understand the word of God to mean two different things. Word of God, in our understanding, means both the written word in the Bible and it means Jesus, God's word made flesh. So first, the Bible, again, the easier part to understand. We Christians believe the Bible is God's written word, right? We believe somehow the Holy Spirit worked through at least 40 different people writing over 1,500 to 2,000 years to reveal the story of God to us. The words of the Bible, we believe, are inspired by God. They're different than any other human book. The psalm we read together talks about keeping our way pure by guarding it according to God's word following God's commandments, seeking God with our whole heart. So if you want to seek God, if you want to grow in faith, if you want to know Jesus better, and I hope you do, the place to start is by reading the Bible, right? This is where we meet Jesus. And if I'd planned a little better, some of you know we gave out Bibles last week to our Sunday school kids. Should have done that this week. 
But if you, I'll say it as a reminder today for them at the next service and for you as well, your Bible does not do any good sitting on a shelf. It works well for collecting dust. It looks nice on a bookshelf. That misses the point. The psalm says, I will meditate on your precepts. I will fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So brothers and sisters in Christ, if you want God's word to make a difference in your life, you need to pick up your Bible and read it and open it. Sometimes, though, we get stuck, I think, on the Bible itself. We look at it as this historical book, and there's a lot to study in it. Remember, the Bible itself is God's word, but the Bible itself is not the focus of our faith. We don't worship the Bible. I want to tell you a story I heard about a man named George. There's nobody here named George, right? George got a brand new car. He got this really nice BMW. And he was so excited about his new BMW that when he got it, he noticed right there in the glove box, there was this glossy, full-color owner's manual. And he thought, this is great. And he started reading the owner's manual. He's going to learn everything about this car. He just loved it. He began reading it every evening. He put it on his bedside table so he could read it first thing in the morning. He took a highlighter. He started marking some of his favorite passages. And then he thought, I've got to memorize some of this. So he started writing out little excerpts from it, bullet points on sticky notes to put on his bathroom mirror so he could see while he was brushing his teeth. He took some of the best parts. He put them over pictures of the open road and posted them on Facebook. He got a guitar. He set some of the most inspiring parts to music. And then he thought, I wonder whether other people also like the BMW manual. Perhaps he'll join the BMW Owners Club and go to some meetings. He even started learning German so he could read it in the original language. The problem is he missed the point. The point of the owner's manual is to help you drive the car. Martin Luther described the Bible as the swaddling clothes and the manger in which Christ lies and to which the angel points the shepherds. Simple and lowly are these swaddling clothes, but dear is the treasure Christ who lies in them. We value the Bible because it reveals Jesus to us. The Holy Spirit moves us from just knowledge about God to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, who moves us then to put our faith into action. And that relationship with Jesus is the point. Jesus is the one who changes our lives. The first chapter of of Hebrews says, Long ago God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by a son. Jesus is God's living word. God's word with a capital W. God has spoken to us by entering the world. John 1 says, The word became flesh and lived among us. Jesus is God's incarnate word. Jesus is the most clear way that God speaks to us. I know you didn't come to church today expecting to hear the Christmas gospel reading, but that's the point, right? God has come to us. God has spoken to us in person. Jesus is the one we're listening for when we gather to hear God's word. Jesus is the one who teaches with authority. So when you hear God's word and you act upon it, and we'll go more into the acting and responding in the next few weeks as we look at more of those promises, 
When you hear Jesus' words and act on them, Jesus says, you are like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. God's word is eternal. It endures when everything else fails. When the other promises of this world turn into shifting sand, Jesus is the firm foundation on which you can build your life. And God's word to you is love. God's word calls us to discipleship, calls you to live God's way. And through God's written word in scripture, through God's word revealed in the person of Jesus Christ, through the tangible good news shared in Holy Communion, God is speaking. God is speaking grace and mercy, forgiveness and love to you, claiming you, washing you clean, calling you to live as disciples of Christ. The God whose word spoke you into existence is still speaking to us today, offering new life and hope. Hear the word of God, share in the Lord's Supper, and let God's love spoken to you transform and change your life. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaki County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.